0: We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club,
1: and enjoy the show.
0: Hey, Valentina.
1: Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental.
0: Today, we sat down for a solo cast between the sisters. We hadn't done one of these in a minute. And in this conversation, we further explored this topic of identity that we began exploring with Christina Luna last week and how important it is for us to really allow ourselves to look at our belief systems with a healthy level of skepticism because the more that we are able to do this the less of that polarizing good and bad making enemies of each other energy in the world there will be
1: and we dove into how this shows up in all communities even the spiritual community This was an amazing conversation, one that we are excited to share with you guys because Paul and I have been talking about this stuff behind the scenes, and now is a perfect time to let it out with our solo cast. And with that, Pretty Mental family, take in a deep breath with us and tune in.
0: It is 5.30 p.m. EST. We are opening up a portal to call in our highest selves into this session, our highest wisdom, our spirit guides, just to open ourselves up as vessels to bring in the energy of equanimity for the highest healing and the highest love for ourselves and for our listeners.
1: What's up?
0: How you doing? I am
1: good in my L.A. hood.
0: Yeah, you're loving L.A., aren't you?
1: Yeah, I really am. It's amazing. It's amazing. Last night, <laughs> side note, last night I saw a helicopter police chase right outside my window. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. They were circling near my building, and they actually got on the intercom, and they were like, to the person hiding out, you know, like show yourself and I was just <laughs> sitting from my bed watching girlfriend's guide to divorce eating a rice cake like what the <laughs> fuck is going down right now this is crazy
0: that's so random yeah oh I gosh. just
1: turned my volume I'm not someone who likes to indulge in that kind of thing in fact I'm like it was two seconds from going to my closet because it was disturbing me <laughs> I was like I turned the volume up on my show and just And was just sent them a little prayer. Yeah.
0: Well, we haven't done one of these solo casts in a while. Let's check in on what lessons have been coming up for us.
1: Yeah. You know, more than lessons for me, I've found myself returning to my breath more than ever. As our listeners know, breathwork is something that has truly changed my life because it is something that I use to bring me back to the present moment all day, every day. It's something that I use to cleanse the day before and start anew. It's something that I use to ground myself, to presence myself, to refresh myself, to wipe away the fog, to hear myself, my gut, my guides. So I would say more than, or maybe that is the lesson that everything really does reveal itself. Everything that we need to know in the present moment and through breath is how I get to the present moment.
0: The present moment. Mm-hmm. What's been coming up for me, yeah, I guess it's kind of along those lines too. I'm such a human in the sense of I learn lessons and then I go back to my human habits, you know, not necessarily the best habits. And then I realize I'm not in the best habit and then I go back to the best habit. Um, so for me, it's a continuous, you know, it's, it's like when I talk to my clients about the healing process, it's not it's important to manage expectations of how linear it is or how of a direct line of a slope going up it is. So for me, something that I've been really connecting with is just stepping into neutrality as much as possible. And that feels very connected to just being in the present moment.
1: I think so many of our anxieties and our fears, you know, I know so many of our anxieties and our fears and our depression not everything, this isn't a black and white statement, but a lot of them happen from allowing ourselves to fall back into the narratives that make us live in the past or take us into narratives that don't even exist yet in the future. So by being able to come back to our present moment, we can really coexist with the life that we're living in a very embodied way that is out of our minds and into our bodies, into our senses, into feeling. And a lot of what keeps us in stress are the narratives in our mind. So the more that we can get into our bodies, the more we can flow forward in a very flowy, present way.
0: A hundred percent that being able to step out of those mind stories. The thing is about those mind stories is that they they tend to be so polarized. They tend to, they tend to want our mind. The, the human mind is is such a problem solving machine the human brain that the narrative or or the story that it wraps around experiences. If we're not conscious of it, it tends to be an attempt to find certainty. And in that certain, the, the quickest way for it to find certainty is to go into that black and white thinking, you know, either this is all good or this is all bad. My life sucks or I'm completely the whole universe entirely loves me. And as much as we attach to those stories, then The more that when things don't go that way, the more painful that it is. So, you know, for me, it's been about just noticing to just noticing how like when things are going really well, the tendency to want to attach to that just as much as when things aren't going that well, the tendency to want to attach that too. But all of that attachment and all of those narratives go away. Like you're saying, when we come into the body, when we go out into nature, when we touch into our physical senses, when we just step into the seat of awareness, that has it has nothing to do with all those stories. Those stories become a mental loop that kind of trap us and make our identity a more fixed thing
1: yeah, we're so used to depending on our mind that we think that we need to ke- buy into whatever our mind is feeling us because it's giving us an answer or it's protecting us from something or it's warning us from something or it's telling us that this is it. But in reality, it's been my experience that I've just go I'm going further and further away from the mind and watching myself get more and more and more at peace. So in the days where maybe I wake up and, for example, today was one of those days, I did not get enough sleep. And typically, if you don't get enough sleep, you are less resilient to the things that are being thrown at you that day. Your mind is more prone to creating narratives that are going to give you anxiety or you're just less resilient. And on those days, I immediately am in the habit of catching myself and being like, well, today we come up with no conclusions. Today, we will not buy into the narratives regardless of what they are and it'll still happen, but I expect them. So I'll have a thought that will send me into a little bit of a loop. And I'm like, oh, well, there I go again. I just, I observe them. I'm in the seat of the observer. And I just see, you know, that is a conclusion that is trying to be made. And I'm, I know I typically wouldn't think like that if I had had more sleep. So just not gonna, not gonna listen to that conclusion. gonna come back to the breath, come back to the breath for me. And I encourage people to do this as much as they can. We've put meditations up on our podcast, that quick little breathing, five minute breathing meditation. I encourage you to just to go to that. For me, it's been truly life changing.
0: Do that or go out into nature. Also go I, out into nature. I know. I mean, I, I've talked to, about, to clients about this, just how, okay, like if the story in your mind is getting so strong that you're so wrapped in it, go literally be with something that's bigger than yourself. And you know, for some people, historically, that could have been some form of religion or spirituality. But the other place where we can find that is nature, the natural world. There's something about just being there that it does something to our brainwave frequencies.
1: Hell yeah. That's what the ocean for me. I literally was like, I need to go to the ocean today. So it does something. It does something. You, and you hit the nail on the head. It's bigger than yourself. You You can no longer. It encompasses your entire being when you're in nature
0: hmm Versus if you're in your house, there's something about being in these boxes of, that, that we live in that it makes the mind feel like the biggest thing. So, you know, go out into nature and help yourself if, with that if there's a ton of momentum and get in the habit of coming back to your senses, you know, whether that be through breath, whether that be through having certain Essential oils, or just what, whatever you can do to step out of the mind. I was listening to this talk that um, Eckhart Tolle was giving, and somebody asked him, "What is that thing in me that wants to go beyond the mind?" Which a lot of people would refer to as going beyond the ego, right? Like, what, what is that thing in me that? Rec- if the ego is so strong and the ego doesn't like to surrender those stories, because to give up those stories, there's a certain level of surrender. There's a certain level of less of a ni- rigid identity. There's a, there's a certain level of humility that comes into play to give up those stories. So the the woman was asking him, what is it, what is it in me that, what, what, what is that thing that even wants me to surrender the ego if the ego doesn't like to surrender? And Eckhart Tolle said, it's the evolutionary impulse of the universe. So for, for, there was a reason for why the ego and the thinking mind, this narrative creating essence inside of all of us, there's a reason why it was created. It helped to evolve our species to a certain place, but we've gotten to a point now where it's actually, it's not helping us anymore. And he talks about this a lot, just how we're, you know, and a lot of people are talking about this, how we're experiencing an evolutionary shift in consciousness because it has to happen because the the ego having such strong storytelling narrative, binary, black and white, good and bad certainty, seeking attachment, habit patterns of the mind habit patterns of our existence is no longer helping us. It's gotten us to a point where we are demonizing each other, where we are demonizing our experience, where we are
1: limiting ourselves so much because we're attached to a specific identity, which is what we talked about in our last podcast as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, what is that identity? Is it, is it, uh, and for a lot of times in our culture, it's what are the external markers of success, right? Like, am I, am I fitting into that? Am I, and part of that identity can also be like, what what is my belief system? And if other people don't agree with my belief system, then that threatens my identity. Whether they're recognizing that that's what's happening or not, that threatens my identity and I don't like it. So I'm going to make you bad and me good. I know we both um, we both put up that post from, what's his name? Sister Cody, come on our podcast.
1: I just emailed his team slash I don't know who's on if it's him or his team, but I love him with my whole soul.
0: Yeah, he's such a vibe. Valentina and I were talking about how he like he reminds us of a guy version of her, (laughs) of Valentina. It's so true. I could see you guys hanging out. I think if I hung out with Sister Cody, we would
1: explode into confetti. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so serious.
0: And so we both put up that post of, that he did of like two groups of people. And he does these really cool illustrations. You guys check out his Instagram. Um, and it was two groups of people staring at each other, pointing fingers, saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And then just a third person or, you know, a separate person just sitting off to the side, just meditating with a smile on their face. So going beyond the right and wrong. And that is so hard for humans to do because in being able to say that I am right. I am s- creating an, a stronger identity, right? And the ego and the evolution of our species got to the point where it got by creating an identity. But now it's like the identity has served its purpose and it's, we've got to find a balance. And that place of equanimity is the balance.
1: And it takes some real consciousness to to know that and just make yourself aware. It's okay that I'm attached to this identity because literally everything in my life has made me attached to an identity from going to school to picking a major, to going into a job, to, you know, what do you do? What is your, what do you do? What it's, everything is about status in this 3d earthly world. So it makes sense that we would want to attach to an identity. I was attached to my identity. I'm still totally, attached to my identity. Sometimes I was, I remember I, I, I just remember being like, okay, so I'm in this specific field. I'm dating this person. I've been this kind of way my whole life. And like thinking about going from plan A to plan B was wild to me. Like, no, 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 no. That's scary. This is who I am. This is this is my history. I can have to continue going this way. And then the universe just shook me into <laughs> a direction of basically like <laughs> ripping my identity nope. apart and becoming – who I truly am. And it's funny because I had a friend, someone who was really close in my life, and I always, I'm a very passionate person. And I have a lot, when I'm in love with something, I go all the way in, like everyone in our family.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I would go through phases of like loving this and going all the way in and loving that and going all the way in. And then I had a person in my life who was very close to me and they were like, well, they weren't comfortable with the phases that I went through.
0: Mm-hmm, the, extreme. And they called,
1: the extreme, they called me out on it. And they were like, you are, you know, I don't even know what, like, what, what is and it sounds funny, but they're like, I don't even know what is your passion? Because one, you know, month, it's this and this and this. And then I remember I felt a lot of shame around that. Thinking, damn, like, why can't I be... Maybe just have like one thing that I'm consistently passionate about from the time I'm born to the time I die. And this person was in my life for a while and and I respected them and valued them. So it meant a lot to me that this was their reflection of me. And I let that shame build until I didn't see them for a while. And then during that time that I didn't see him, I started really exploring myself and really allowing... I didn't have anyone else in my life telling me that I couldn't dive into all these different passions. And when I, without shame unapologetically dove into all these different passions. I found myself coming alive. I was like, wait, what the, why would I ever limit myself to my billions of interests? And like, I am here on earth to live and to dive into the things that bring me my highest joy. And maybe one month, it looks like this. And maybe one month, it looks like that. And I do not need to attach myself to a specific. And this particular person had a specific identity from the time that they were born. They knew exactly what they wanted to do.
0: And, some people I like
1: that, and that's completely fine. But I was not one of those people, you know. And honestly, what I, the most consistent thing that I can think of in my life is that I've been a playful person my whole life. And so when I look at all these different passions that I have, what's the common denominator? Is I'm playing in different worlds. I'm a spirit. I'm not this one identity. I'm free. I'm playing on this earth. I think that's beautiful. Now I I love that. That's one of the things that I love the most about myself, that I can discover different worlds and really dive into them. So those are layers that I've had to shed, shame that I've had to shed, thinking that I had to be one specific thing so the world could
0: understand who I was. You know what? And correct me if I'm wrong, but I would you say that therapy – was super helpful because it helped you see yourself more clearly. And then by seeing yourself more clearly, you were able to make your own decision about your opinion of that aspect of your personality. Hell yeah.
1: I would say in conjunction, and I've said this before a few times on the podcast, but just the main healing modalities, the modalities that have really brought me back to myself are therapy and breath work. Because through those, I've been able to really see myself through the eyes of someone else. And hear their reflection of me in an objective way. Mm-hmm. As objective as that can be. And the therapists are good at that because they go to school. They go to school for that. You know, they're good at removing their own um biases, I guess. And and then through breath work, really hearing, getting still enough to 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 see, wait a minute, when I feel joy, that's the I tap into this very expansive, open, receptive, flowy person. And when I'm an open, receptive, joyful person. I bring greater light to the world. And I have, at this point, what's wrong with any of that?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad that you're bringing this up because when we talk about releasing identity, and this is actually something that we've talked about in my Psychedelic Integration for Clinicians course that I'm taking through psychedelics today. But when we talk about releasing identity or releasing ego, which a lot of people turn to psychedelics to help them do, it's actually really important to have a healthy ego first. That's the missing piece. That's the piece that a lot of people miss out on.
1: Before you go into
0: psychedelics? Before you're thinking about tearing down your identity. And that's when actually I've seen it gone go awry. You know, I think there's a conversation that we've been having uh, with each other in terms of people uh, going down the spiritual path and then they get very polarized about it. They get very identified with the spiritual identity, and that's that's kind of like the trap, right? It's important I've seen to have a healthy ego, to have healthy defense mechanisms, to have a healthier version of your defense mechanisms or to understand them, to know how to work with yourself a little better, to have some more tools before you try to completely leave who that is, right? Because if you're leaving who that is from a place of fear, from a place of like, I can't stand being this person, then the chances of you getting the alternative version of that, or the the chances of you losing your ground or not being able to, t- to make that transition in a grounded way are higher. Does that make sense? Go deeper. Well, what is your, what's coming up for you as I talk Maybe about Maybe I'll it? understand it.
1: <laughs> Maybe this is just the Valentina thing. You know how I am. Sometimes I have to, I don't take things in, in real time. I have to go back and listen to the you podcast. To go back
0: and think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: makes for a great co-host. <laughs> I'll use,
0: I'll use my own self as an example. I'll use my own self as an example, okay? When you are in a place of suffering, when you are in a place of high levels of distrust, you don't even know how to relate to yourself. You don't know who you are at all. You just confusion, right? And then you start hearing these spiritual teachings, for example, like Eckhart Tolle. Oh, hell yeah, that's how you
1: fall into the dysfunctional
0: shit. Okay, see, you're getting it now. Yeah. And then you start hearing these spiritual teachings and you say, oh, that's the secret, that's the secret is to completely. I'm not going to think in language anymore. <laughs>
1: right. Paul so did now that.
0: That, that's what I'm using as an example. So now anybody that thinks in language, they're just confused and they're lost. Right. I mean, I did in my early 20s, I, I went so deep into Cartoli. I remember I, I laid out on the grass for almost a whole day trying <laughs> trying to tap into the enlightened state of meditation. And the thing is, if you don't have a healthy ego, a healthy sense of self trying to find a non-self a very neutral identity like that's not the best course of action for that to take
1: yeah you got to have some it makes sense that you have to have some kind of ground before you get blasted off into space because if not you're going to believe in you're going to become a you could how you have the potential to become a very polarizing person because if you go into something with a blank mind and you allow someone else a religion or whatever to fill your mind up with beliefs where's your trust in yourself going to be
0: because exactly you have to it's important to have a healthy sense of self it's like okay this is who the human Paula is okay she's got these certain things that aren't necessarily that are you know, not necessarily strengths. And she also has these other strengths and this is the family she comes from. And, you know, I'm at peace with that, but then sometimes I identify too much with certain types of successes. So then when they go away, I could, you know, uh, flirt with feelings of depression and, uh, okay. So then at some point, but, but it, you, do you understand, like it's, it's coming from a place of acceptance and acknowledgement and, I have a strong sense of a stronger sense of self. Like I don't need somebody else to tell me who I am. I'm comfortable with my boundaries at this point. I know how to ground myself at this point, right? I know how to, I know what works for me at this point. And then, so then if I, if I go from there and then I start saying, okay, well actually like I would like to transcend those periods of, of depression or attaching a little too much okay, let me go into a little bit more neutrality. Okay. I'm going to start coming to my senses, but if you skip this part of creating a a healthy identity and Christina Luna, she talks about how she just got blasted off. So then she had to do the integration part later. And luckily she was able to, but if you skip the part of forming a healthy identity and doing kind of like the groundwork, psychotherapy, psych- psychotherapeutic work, and maybe learning some meditation skills and And learning how to find equanimity before leaving, (laughs) trying to blast off from your humanity entirely. There's a song in Spanish, it's called "Aurete Corazon or something like that, like open your heart. And in there, there's a lyric that I love where it says, you have to learn to be human before you can become God.
1: I was literally just about to say, it can be extremely disorienting if what you're trying to do is live in a space other than earth like you are a human you are going to turn to yourself you are going to start feeling a little bit psychotic if yes. if you are trying to exist anywhere but here you are yes. meant to to be here and i think that that's such a strong message that has been that's been coming through like crazy because i have met some people being in this beautiful city of la who and they're all over the world I just have happened to meet the majority of them here.
0: Well, everyone knows LA is kind of, it's like a microcosm of like, of, of fast moving consciousness, expanding topics everywhere you look essentially.
1: Yeah. That these people essentially are fine or they exist in the spiritual realm, but they're finding ways to not be here.
0: They understand all the spiritual topics. It's an intellectual yeah, like, understanding.
1: It is, but they've made life on Earth a living hell for themselves, thinking that everything here is basically gone to shit, and the only way that we're going to save ourselves is transcending fully, being human, and there—that is hell on Earth.
0: I don't know if it was Ram Dass or Alan Watts that I was listening to. I always get their talks mixed up in my mind, but they're saying that you know, it's like they had a teacher come to them and say, okay, like you are so in love with the spiritual world, but don't you realize something along this line? Okay. You're so in love with the spiritual world, but don't you realize that the physical is another manifestation of the spiritual? So how about embracing the physical? You're in the physical for a reason. And the physical comes with all those emotions, right? The physical comes with all those, with the ups and the downs. That's all part of it. That's all part of the dance. And when we try to skip too quickly to the spiritual place, we start rejecting that the ups and the downs. And then, if we reject it in ourselves, we reject it in other people. Right? So then it, it becomes, it, it's a quick holier than thou mentality that starts arising. I actually, wrote this down here. There's a terrible habit. Ram Dass said this. There's a terrible habit we have of getting holy too fast. Intellectually, we know where holy is, so we'll put on those clothes and act like that. And you do it from the outside in. You can't do this game from the outside in. You start from the inside out. And the way that you start from the inside out is by first grounding yourself as fully as you can into your humanity, learning how to hold space for your emotions, learning how to practice mindfulness meditation so that you can learn to observe your sensations without judging them so that you can start practicing equanimity so that you can start seeing that the human mind's tendency to go to black and white, to good and bad, Really quickly, it's just another attempt at certainty. And then once you can start seeing that, then you can start holding other people's perspectives in a within a wider view. And when you can start holding a wider view for all the multiple perspectives that exists on the planet, you don't have to rush as quickly to the good and the bad. You you just hold it, and then you continue to to go down your spiritual practice, and you go, continue to go down your mental health practices and you continue to return to balance and you continue to return to balance and you continue to return to that center. And over time you become less reactive and over time you become less defensive. And over time you become more equanimous and you start to embody more of all that spiritual stuff that they're describing, but you can't just skip to that. You got to go through all that other stuff.
1: Something that I've seen in the, the spiritual community is, you know, it's not all flowers and not everyone is here to, to feel or to live in the love, I guess. Or maybe they are. But I've also seen a very polarizing spiritual community here in L.A. And I'm sure they're all over the world. But this is just my experience because this is what I experienced I mean,
0: it Well, it could be spiritual or it could be political or it could be anywhere, right? Just people start getting to this polarization.
1: Yeah. And I experienced this group of people that, you know, they are here to to talk about love and everything is returning back to love. And I agree with that. And that's where I stand too, that everything is returning back to love, that we are love. And at the same time, these people are preaching, like you have to follow these specific things and shun these group of people in order to not fall into the dark side and allow the dark forces to take over you. And when I was hearing all of this, to me, it just I started feeling fear in my own body, thinking like, oh, my God, <laughs> the dark forces are going to come get us. <laughs> what you, I'm like, I'm, I'm like open as fuck. You can give me any reality and I'm going to believe it. Because, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I don't think we know everything. We know nothing. I'm, I'm more of the belief that actually we know nothing.
0: Well, that's you know? what we. Yeah, that's I mean, that's ideally as you. Find balance in your mental health, and as, and as you identify less and less with the stories, and you lose that strong sense of needing to be right, you're able to view every belief that you might have with a healthy level of skepticism.
1: Yeah, and you know, so this these group of people they were saying, you know, God, I don't know that much about all these conspiracy theories. I don't and I quote unquote conspiracies. maybe they may be true, maybe they're not. I don't know. No judgment there. I don't dive into them for a reason. But these things that they were preaching was is basically like, you know, wake up, wake up, wake up. You are going to... Basically, humanity is about to become... I don't know. It just got dark. It got really, really dark. But the end goal that they were trying to teach was that we're returning back to love. I'm just sitting here, like that just doesn't even feel right in my body. Like my, like everything you are saying, the frequency of that is just dark, and I feel it in my body, and it feels dark. And now it sounds real. Now you sound like what you're trying to preach against. You're trying to preach that you know love this neutral, beautiful force, but now you're basically saying it's either this or that, and if you choose that, you're in the dark side. That was just something that was really. It was interesting. It was interesting to see that because, you know, maybe to other people, they're like, oh, yeah, I've known that that's the dark. There's that in the spiritual community. I've never seen that. To me, I equate spirituality with being in touch with yourself. And that's why I consider myself a spiritual person, because ultimately, at the end of the day, the the essence that I'm going to follow is the, the present moment, me, stillness, universe, God, me. When I get still, Beyond I'm Beliefs. Up- when it's beyond beliefs when I get yeah. still enough to hear. You just are. I just you're am. Like,
0: you're like the ocean or like an animal. It just you just are. You
1: just yeah. are. You're
0: you're you're the essence of life. It just is.
1: Yeah. Night
0: leads to day. Day leads to night. It's and then not, I saw, neither is good or bad. It just is.
1: It just is. And then I saw this this branch, I guess, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, that it was basically like, you know, this is how it is. It's either black or white you're either if, if, and it was all based in love.
0: Well, here's or, the thing. Okay. Know. Like when we are in a vulnerable place and I would say that many people are in a vulnerable place right now with everything that's happening with COVID where humanity was in a vulnerable place before, like this didn't come out of nowhere, but it, I do feel like we're at a point where we've peaked <laughs> with, we've, we've peaked in terms of emotional distress, like, right. So you get, Anybody that can come in with a really strong teaching that is very sure of themselves that tells you this is how you're going to find love. And when you're vulnerable like that and you're looking for answers, chances of buying into that and just letting that be your, your North Star are much higher. When you're okay and somebody comes in with a sermon or with a very strong opinion and you don't need it as much, right? So part of that is also playing on people's vulnerability. I want to read this quote by um, Alan Watts, kind of speaking to all this. But he said, the more I study other people's religions, and I've studied them for an awful long time, the less I'm inclined to quarrel with anybody's position or belief or way of practice. And this is also true of various philosophical systems. It's all right. that philosophers should argue with each other. I'm not going to quarrel with that either. But for my standpoint, the more I look at it, the more the extraordinary variety of human opinions and ways of life becomes comparable to a flower garden where these plants and trees and worms and birds and snails and slugs are playing all kinds of different games. So, I mean, we goes back to identity and it goes back to wanting to strongly attach to to something. Um, But the more that you expose yourself with different belief systems and the the more that you keep yourself open to life, the more you realize that there's no one thing that has the final answer.
1: There's no one thing. And I would say, you, know, after having the experience that I had the other day and thinking, oh, wow, there are people that are way more vulnerable than I am that maybe could fall into the trap of going into a group that is preaching love, but is basically at the same time telling them that we are going to save you. Just be wear- wary of that because I do believe, and take this with a grain of salt, it's just my belief, that the most peaceful, purest way of being starts when when you're so in touch with yourself that you are able to let go in a healthy detachment to everything else around you. And you don't need to tell other people how to be or control them In any way, and because you also trust that other people have an internal guidance system within themselves as well.
0: A hundred percent. And I'm just a quote machine today, but I just have to read
1: one more. (laughs) Do you have like a document where you store these?
0: Yeah, I do. I'm like, I'm an encyclopedia. I am. They used to refer to me like when I was in grad school, they were always like, Paul always has so many resources and reference points. Like, I was like, I'm like a walking encyclopedia for a lot of different conversations.
1: That's your, like, I don't know if that's that Gemini moon of yours or, like, or is that your rising? I don't know. The, Gemini
0: rising. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's like the that intellectual.
0: Yeah. I mean, everything in my brain is all constantly attaching different points, but this is, uh, Ram Daz was talking about how, so he, Ram Daz came from this lawyer, very affluent Jewish family in New York, right? So they're very, focus on the way he describes his family. There is a lot of focus on economics and capitalism. And then Ram Dass created this set of recordings or meditations, something like that. And he was trying to give it away to everybody for as free as possible. And his dad was like, what are you doing? Like, are you against capitalism now? And instead of going into trying to prove to his dad that capitalism was bad, he asked his dad to try, you know, he was like, let me, we're, we're playing different games, right? Like, it doesn't mean that he's bad for wanting this, for wanting, you know, capitalism to be the center of the way that we do things. And it doesn't mean that I'm bad for the way that I'm doing things. And so he said, we love each other incredibly, even though we're on different trips. You know, so it's kind of, it's referring to the way that we're each engaging with life as we're on different trips. We're all on trips. We're all on different journeys. That's the thing
1: did i say this in the last podcast with christina luna i've said this multiple times and i don't know on what platform in real life or what (laughs) but basically i am pretty sure this is it is my belief that we are while we are all here on earth not all of us are in the same dimension i mean for real and this is why this is why i respect the journey that people are going Through without needing to change them and their belief system to come to mind because my journey is not their journey. I am in a specific journey with a specific purpose here on earth. I know what mine is.
0: Yes. And when you know, when you are comfortable with your journey, you don't need a, you don't need a ton of other people on it. You just, you're on your journey. So he said, we love each other incredibly even though we're on different trips because compassion doesn't mean you lay your trip on anybody else it means you become it so perfectly that you become the light that draws
1: Wow yes oh my god i wish i could hang out with him <laughs> I know <laughs> I really do i believe that with my whole freaking soul i really do
0: i really really do i love that I'm explode <laughs> compassion doesn't mean you lay your trip on anybody else You know, we're on this journey. I'm on this journey of a psychotherapist. I'm not going to go talk to somebody who's a a banker and tell them that they're doing life wrong. Like that's their journey.
1: This is why I say, believe what you want, do what you want, be whoever you want to be. And when you interact with the outside world, just be kind, just be kind. You know, nothing of what people are needing to do in this life. You have no idea what you know when you throw your judgment out or or proclaim that someone is something or try to you don't know what journey they're on maybe they're in the journey of needing to fall on their face 20 times before like you just don't know stay in your lane meditate create so much peace within yourself that the only thing that you give out to the rest of the world is love because you understand that everyone is just on their own journey and if you no longer resonate with a certain person or, you know, if it's a relationship or what, instead of trying to control their journey to match yours, just understand that your energies are no longer resonating. Send them love. Continue to rise. Continue to rise and allow them to to do what they're doing on their journey. I think that, if, you know, that's such a key too. And just in general, if we're going to be talking about romantic relationships or friendships or whatever... I think the society has taught us so much to, that love is a controlling force Mm -hmm. and to keep people in your life and to have a healthy relationship. You got to fight for it. And yes, there is a certain level of, you know, it doesn't have to be fighting. You just communicate, but you, you, I think it's just, it's, it's healthy to, when you're in these relationships, have the focus. Do we still resonate with each other? Are we still growing together?
0: Are our energies still aligned? And sometimes, and and again, it's not black and white, you know? Maybe you're out for a little bit and you come back into each other's lives or, you know, we come in, we come out, sometimes a little more space, sometimes a little less space. But the important thing is just honoring your journey. and And the respectful thing is to allow other people to honor their journeys. And if somebody else's journey is bringing a ton of pain to humanity... We're not going to be able to counteract that pain by becoming just as polarized as they are, because that's what's making their journey so painful for everybody else. And and I, I want to watch it, but I know Gabor Mate gave a talk on having compassion for Donald Trump. And even that, you know, it's like you got to understand why people are acting in such extreme ways. And it's because they're not at peace within themselves. And it's because they're so unsettled in their identity, whether they consciously recognize it or not, that they need to control the rest of the world in order to feel some kind of safety within themselves. And we're not going to heal that by then also becoming unsure in our identity and like, I can't be at peace until you fully agree with me. All I can do is cultivate my own sense of equanimity, my own sense of balance, and pass that on to the people around me. To the people in my social media network. To the people that I engage with every day. That's it. And you can take action. You can stand up for causes. You just do it through planning. But you can remain equanimous. You don't have to go into anger. If you're going into anger. And we talked about this on the Adam podcast. A couple podcasts back. But if you're going into anger. And you're just seeing red. When somebody has a different opinion. It's like okay. What is it about their opinion that feels so threatening? And start there. But you're not going to make their opinion any less threatening by making your opinion stronger.
1: It's like the Martin Luther King quote.
0: Yeah, you can't yeah, you you're not going to drive go. out <laughs> hate with hate. <laughs> the walking <Go> encyclopedia. <laughs> you're not going to drive you're not going to drive out hate with hate. Only love can do that.
1: What? That is not the quote. Child, you failed as an encyclopedia. It's (laughs) darkness and light. Oh my God, you disrespected Martin Luther King. Is it
0: darkness and light?
1: Hold on, now I gotta Google this.
0: Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: see. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that.
0: Okay, I was partly right. No, I knew, yeah,
1: I'm just giving. I knew it was both. I knew they were both in there. But it's (laughs) so real. It's so real so so often we you know are so passionate about our belief system and where we stand that we want to shut down everything else around us because we believe that we're right but you know put yourself in the shoes of the other side they're standing in the same light that you are just on the other side
0: no one is right
1: no one is right
0: no one is right there's way too much that we don't have access to with our human intellect and with our sense perceptions For us to be able to say this is the definitive, the definitive answer for how we need to be moving through the world.
1: And I don't know. I don't know if some people are going to be thinking this, but let me just say this does not mean we're condoning hate crimes.
0: We're just saying don't go into the same hate and anger that is creating those hate crimes. What is that going to do? It's not going to do anything. Don't go into creating the same fear and darkness to drive out the fear and darkness that you want. It's not going to do anything.
1: Start with yourself.
0: And a huge part of that is bringing some healthy level of skepticism into you are all of our belief systems. I believe that we don't really know the answer, that whole, that whole statement of like, the more, you know, the, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize how much, how little, you know, that goes Hell into yeah. anything.
1: Hell yeah. I can say that with just my own personal journey. The more I've discovered more about myself, the more I realize what, the fuck like
0: Like, like, i don't know what what even is this i don't know i don't know what the best ideal solution for my life is i'm at a point now where it's like i've had so many moments of like this is the thing this is the thing that's gonna bring me satisfaction this is the thing that needs to work out and then it might not work out and then oh frustration 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 then so so then what is the the next thing you know and then just gets to a point where it's like uh, whatever. And it's so funny because it's like, <laughs> whatever, it really is everything against what this,
1: the society has taught us. Cause everything they say is goals, goals, goals. What do you want to be? Give us a definitive answer. Who are you? What do you know? And it's just like, honestly, I could move to Costa Rica and work a surf shop tomorrow if I want. Like it's not, yeah, I'm doing digital marketing now and I'm doing breathwork and what it's, yeah. it doesn't have to.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that. I've been looking, I've been looking at the real estate market uh, to possibly move. And and I could feel that sense of like, you know, when you start looking at real estate, you realize like, especially right now, everyone has kind of like, there's there's a rush in the market to, you know, I have to, it's kind of like a rush, like stuff is going fast, right? And I almost saw, felt myself going like, oh, this needs to happen right now. And then another great awareness came in and I was like, no, it doesn't. Why? It doesn't have to. We can't be shaken. <laughs> Good luck recruiting either
1: Paul or I to anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or like two
1: sloths hanging on a palm tree, rising the waves of life.
0: No, it doesn't. Like it does. Yeah. I mean, tuning into your body. I, that's another thing. Like I, I was, I've recently stopped working out. I was doing really intense exercise and I ended up injuring my shoulder because I didn't listen to my body. And the whole culture around that type of exercise that I was doing is was very much like push, 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 push. And I did that and I ended up getting injured. And I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. I'm going back to my yoga.
1: That's funny. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and we were talking about health. And I've said this so many times before, but yeah, that's truly that whole going back to your body to listen to what you need, that's where I stand with everything. I've done every diet. I've done keto. I've done vegan. I've done paleo, which is the opposite of vegan. I've done raw. I've done everything because I, with, you know, the passion that I just told you I had, like I love adventuring into, you know, biohacking. I love, yeah. And I've done it all. And then I've also seen people who I believe in just as much who have every single bit of evidence why all the things that I've done are bad for you. And then also when it comes to exercising, I have all the evidence of why this certain form of exercise is amazing and then all the evidence of why it's actually terrible for women. And the, and at the end of the day with everything, and I've really – like I am telling you, like th- this is just how I am operating through life and it feels the best is I just do whatever my body is asking for that day. Whatever. Yes. I have dropped and I- all – all rules of needing to exercise in a certain frequency and a certain strength of all diet things. I've everything, everything, everything. I am a blob listening identity (laughs)
0: spirit (laughs) because that is just skating through the streets of la (laughs) LA.
1: truly i feel like i am just (laughs) detached from everything because who the flip and flop knows nobody literally nobody nobody i am just wake up in the morning morning and i'm like hmm what do I want to do? Like, what what would feel good to my body? Do I want to exercise? Do, do I want to eat this thing? Do I maybe don't want to eat breakfast? Maybe I'll, you know, whatever. Maybe do I want to eat ice cream for breakfast? Like, literally, the most just what do I want? Like, what does my heart want?
0: What does my body, what does my want? body really want? And that's the you, you realize that that's more of the feminine energy. That's the cultivation of more of like the feminine wisdom. And that's where, you know, we've talked about this a million times, but the masculine is that go, 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 go. It doesn't matter how tired you are. Hustle, 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 push past your body. And I'm just like, man, I recently did that with the exercise that I was doing and I ended up injured. And I'm like, my body was telling me it didn't like it anymore. But because I was in my head about the discipline around it, I didn't listen. And now- I can't really move my right arm. <laughs> I'm so mad. No way. No, literally. Like it's aching right now as we talk. Is the right it's
1: something arm? I'm going to get woo woo. But is the right arm masculine or the feminine? Uh-huh. It's a masculine. That's funny. Uh-huh. And that's like what, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I just think like, I got into like the un- my unhealthy masculine where it was like, mm, no, we're not listening. We're waking up early. We're pushing past. It looks it looks Cool, you know, I guess it can look like those movies of you remember the Titans <laughs> when you're just pushing past your limits. But I'm like, wait, I don't believe in pushing past my limits anymore. Look what just happened. I tried it one more time. No, it's a fine dance between growing and allowing yourself to grow, but listening at the same time.
1: It's so funny because I think about all the YouTube videos that I used to watch years ago, and I would just, and so much of, you know, they're still very popular of people like, you know, I rode that bicycle until I had bloody feet and I broke all my bones, which, you know, I'm not making fun of them. I I mean, I kind of am a little bit. I'm just laughing at them because I'm like, that is crazy. Okay. That's wild. That's wild because it is just like, Wow. How how much can you break the human body down in order to feel good about yourself? And it's It's so much ego. I don't know. Maybe that is the answer. I don't know. Maybe
0: that's, yeah, it's part of someone else's journey. Not part of my journey anymore. I'm going back to yoga and gently listening and my yin. Anyways, pretty mental family. Lesson learned. The conclusion is we have no conclusion. (laughs) We love you guys. (laughs) With our whole souls.
1: Oh my gosh, I keep forgetting to mention this. And I'm so happy that I'm remembering now is rate and review us if you guys like what you hear. And I know you do because I look at the numbers and we got some consistent listeners. you really do, it's really beautiful. It always feels so good. We said this before, but when I see that more than just my mom listens, it's like the best feeling in the world. But when you guys rate and review us, more people can find us.
0: Yeah, and we we would love to grow the community. We'd love to keep growing the community. So share, review, let us know. And with that pretty mental family, los queremos mucho. We love you with our whole souls.
1: And be kind to yourselves. Don't forget to tune in Mondays at 6 a.m. EST. Until next time. Bye. Bye.